This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches verse by verse through the book of Acts. God is building us together at the level of the Spirit. You and I are being built into one holy dwelling place for the Spirit of God. He tells us, and it's an answer to Jesus' prayer in chapter 17 of the Gospel of John, that we are being made one. There is a relationship that's closer and deeper than blood, being related at the level of the Spirit. If you're His, if the Spirit of the living God lives within you, and He lives within me, there's a bond there. It's deeper than the blood bond. Have you ever met someone for the first time and felt that instant connection because you were both followers of Christ? What an amazing entity the body of Christ is. As you hear from Pastor Robert today about the bond we share in Christ as believers, thank God for the incredible privilege you have as a member of his family. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. And here's Pastor Robert in the book of Acts chapter 21 with today's message. We who were Paul's companions departed and came to Caesarea and entered the house of Philip the Evangelist, who was one of the seven, and stayed with him. One of the seven, the seven being the first group of deacons that were um, set apart in the church in Jerusalem to minister to the to the widows. If you remember in one of our earlier studies, we saw that the the widows were complaining that some were being treated unfairly. and, And so the apostles appointed seven godly men to divide the food up and make sure that the widows were treated equally and and fairly. Philip was one of the seven. But when the persecution happened at Jerusalem, Stephen was stoned to death. The church scattered. Most of them left Jerusalem. Apparently, Philip ended up in Caesarea, which is a few hours away on the Mediterranean coast, by the way. So it says they they stayed with with Philip. Verse 9, now, this man had four virgin daughters who prophesied. That's interesting, too. Just a little footnote. These were probably teenage girls. Why do I say that? Well. Because in, in this day and age, you know, in Philip's day and age, if the girls hit 20 and were unmarried, dad was worried. He's like, I, I, you know, I'm going to have to support these girls until till I die or what, you know. Because typically girls were married by the time they were 15, 16 years old in this culture, in this era. So four young virgin daughters implies that they were teenage girls. God had gifted them with the gift of prophecy, and he was using them prophetically. That is so cool. Four virgin daughters who prophesied. And as we stayed many days, a certain prophet named Agabus came down from Judea, which if you remember, see, that's, that's where Paul's headed. They're headed to Judea, headed to Jerusalem, which is in Judea. 
But this prophet Agabus comes down from Judea, verse 11. When he had come to us, he took Paul's belt, bound his own hands and feet, and said, Thus says the Holy Spirit, So shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man who owns this belt and deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. Now, when we heard these things, both we and those from that place pleaded with them not to go up to Jerusalem. Then Paul answered, What do you mean by weeping and breaking my heart? For I'm ready not only to be bound, but also to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. So when he would not be persuaded, we ceased saying the will of the Lord be done. Now, I want to back up and look at at several things. Actually, there's three things that I want to focus on, three points that I want you to ponder and and, um, reflect on here with me. The first one is there in verse 4. It says, finding disciples at Tyre. We stayed there seven days. Now, he's already told us the reason they stayed there seven days was that the ship had to unload. They knew they were going to have a week in port. They knew they were going to have some time in port. Let me rephrase that. Maybe they didn't give a specific amount of time. The ship's captain didn't tell them, okay, we're going to be here a week. We don't really know. But they knew they were going to have some time in port. Their first priority was to find fellowship. Did you catch that? Finding disciples. The wording in the Greek language implies they went on a search. They went looking. It's unclear as to whether or not they knew there was a church at Tyre. That part, not so sure about. Maybe they knew there were believers there. Maybe they didn't. But what is clear is that they went searching. They went looking. If there was a church, they were determined to find it. If there were other believers, they were determined to find them. And I want you to understand, it wasn't so they could fulfill some ritualistic religious obligation. That wasn't the point. They didn't have church services. Yet, their practice was just to get together, have a meal. Somebody would share from the scriptures and maybe they'd have a letter from Paul, you know, that they'd read together and consider and talk about. And it later would become part of our Bible. But at this point in time, they were, for the most part, they were either meeting in the synagogues if they were Jewish and or meeting in homes. They they, they met in people's homes and, and they would share a meal and and have fellowship, and and be family. Because, guys, that's what we are. We've talked about that. It's so important, especially, I believe, you know, here, here in South Beach, we need to be the church. We need to be family. We need to be Christians. Sometimes we'll talk about, you know, and talking about the importance of, of family, well, like being blood relatives. We say blood's thicker than water. We talk about the importance of related to one another, being family, being blood. Do you realize we're all blood relatives? We all go back to Adam. Ultimately, there's only one bloodline on the planet. God put it in Adam, and then he gave Eve some of it, and then he passed it along to the rest of us. I've thought about it over the years. You know, my last name is is Fountain, like a water fountain. And there are a lot of us in the United States. I didn't realize that as a kid. People would ask me, hey, are you related to the Fountain Powerboat people? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Don't know any of them. But I'm related to them. Pete Fountain. How many of you remember does that name ring a bell to anybody in the room? Pete Fountain couple of you. Jazz musician, famous 
long time ago. You know, played the trumpet. Don't know the guy. I'm related to him somewhere back there. My dad told me there are four brothers that came, you know, to North America a few hundred years ago. And, you know, they went their separate ways. And we're related to all of them somewhere back down the line. Blood relatives. When I was in the eighth grade, there was a kid that sat right behind me. His name was also Robert Fountain, which would have completely confused our teacher had he not been black. That allowed the teacher to be able to tell us apart without too much difficulty. Were we related? Absolutely. Somewhere back down the line. Maybe all the way back to Adam. I don't know. But we're blood relatives. But listen to me. This is the point of my rambling. More important, much more important than us being united by blood. According to Ephesians chapter 2, God is building us together at the level of the Spirit. You and I are being built into one holy dwelling place for the Spirit of God. He tells us, and it's an answer to Jesus' prayer in chapter 17 of the Gospel of John, that we are being made one. There is a relationship that's closer and deeper than blood, being related at the level of the Spirit. If you're His, if the Spirit of the living God lives within you, and He lives within me, there's a bond there. It's deeper than the blood bond. It's more significant than that. It's more powerful than that. Jesus was dealing with the Pharisees on that subject at one point, and they were, you know, telling him basically they didn't need him. And they said, you know, we're children of Abraham. And Jesus said, no, you're not. He said, you don't look a thing like Abraham. Don't resemble Abraham one bit. You do, on the other hand, resemble your father, the devil. Look a lot like him. Your nature, just like him. Your character, your, your attitudes, just like him. He was a liar. You're liars. You resemble your father. He said, you know, Abraham was a man of faith. He looked forward to my time. You know, you don't, you don't look a bit like Abraham. And, and see, if the spirit of God lives within you, Galatians chapter 5 says that the natural outcome of that, the fruit of that, will be love. More and more and more as time passes, you're going to look like God in the sense that you're going to be more and more and more selfless, more and more and more giving, more and more loving, more and more patient, self-controlled, more gentle, more kind. You're going to look more and more like your father. Thanks for tuning in today for another edition of Main Thing Radio. We hope Pastor Robert's teaching has encouraged you personally and brought you to a deeper understanding of your Savior. Right now, Pastor Robert would like to take a moment and share how you can be involved in the future of Main Thing Radio. God is using ministries like this one to reach multitudes of people across the nation and the world. And I feel so blessed to be a part of this virtual mission field. I'm also excited to see where God will take us in the future. I'd like to ask you to join us in seeking God's will for our ministry and pray that we'll keep our eyes on Him. Thanks, Pastor Robert. We'd also like to ask you to prayerfully consider supporting Main Thing Radio financially. For donations of $20 or more, we have a special thank you gift to send you. 
This month's gift is Pastor Levi Lesko's book, Through the Eyes of a Lion, Facing Impossible Pain, Finding Incredible Power. Our lives are not free from pain, even when we're following Jesus with all our hearts. Pastor Levi's book shares how we can still find hope in this world that's filled with pain and suffering. For more information or to contribute, visit MainThingRadio.com and click on Donate at the top of the page. That's all for today, but join us again next time to dive into the Word of God, right here on Main Thing Radio.